almost every single day, we talk about blow molds. <laughs> I, I get, blow molds are like it's such a, a top, topic. It really is. It's so crazy. Welcome to Vintage Picking with Bad Madge, and I'm Tanya McInear, and my last name is McInear, like a big Mac in your ear. Um, a lot of people look at my name and don't know how to pronounce it, like if I go to, to an office and they don't know me, they always mispronounce it. So it's McInear. Um, so I'm excited about this episode because we have our special guest star, Michelle Alberg, who is mid-century Michi. Hi, Hi, Michelle. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Who's also become a really good friend because we have so much in common. Um, you know, being being vintage like enthusiasts, it's always fun to have other people that love the same thing you do, because then you have someone to talk about your you know weird eccentricities of things that you like in vintage. So I'm glad we're friends. I'm so glad we're friends, and I'm <laughs> glad we're back. It's our second. Yeah. Podcast. I'm so, so excited to fun. have you back. We yeah. were brainstorming about, you know, who to have on the show and like, you know, what was our focus this uh, episode. And we really thought we're going to focus on vintage Christmas, yeah. vintage holiday. So um, before we get started on our main topic, I'd like to go over some of what we call our housekeeping. Uh, Bad Match is a store in South Park. We're located in the heart of South Park. It's a very beautiful, charming neighborhood in San Diego, San Diego, California. And we've been there 12 and a half years. It's been a wild ride for 12 years. But our upcoming housekeeping, you know, great events that we have going on for the holidays. We have what we call our friends and family discount. And you have to be on our mailing list or part of our customer loyalty program uh, to get the discount. Uh, we also give it to our, you know, local neighbors, the other employees at other shops in the neighborhood. And you can get 20% off between November 10th and the 19th. So if you want to be on our mailing list, make sure you uh, reach out to us and we'll get you on our mailing list so you can receive that discount. We will be closed for Thanksgiving. You know, I think oh, everybody oh. has different things they do on Thanksgiving. Friends Friendsgiving, some people do. Uh, we, of course, are uh, participating in what we call Black Friday. Stay away from the big box stores. It's yeah. too crazy anyway. So come support your small businesses. I, I think that a lot of small businesses are seeing uh, a reduced uh, traffic because a lot of the, you know, everybody's out and about and they're just going to their big box retailers. Don't forget about your local small businesses. Yeah. They really need your foot traffic and your support, especially during the holidays. This is when, you know, we really have that bump and we need it. So if you come to us on Black Friday, you spend $100 or more, you get $25 off. And some of the other shops in the neighborhood that'll partic participate are Thread and Seed and Gold Leaf and Plants Por Favor and the Book Catapult. So we have some great shops in South Park that you can get that discount. And then of course we have Small Business Saturday. Um, we offer a gift with purchase. If you spend $50 or more, you get a gift and it's just a fun way to come in and support your local small businesses. So if you live in San Diego or you're visiting San Diego during that um, Thanksgiving weekend, please come by and see us. Again, we'll be closed on Thanksgiving. And then in December, December 2nd, we have our holiday walkabout, which is the big South Park walkabout. Uh, we'll have the Luminaria, which is the sign lighting. We, we have the South Park sign, so which is really pretty. so fun. And all the trees are lit up. And it's just a really fun, heartwarming environment to come and explore. People love South Park because it really does have this family environment and it's just a nice neighborhood to explore so the walkabouts from 5 p.m to 9 p.m on december 2nd it's a saturday 
And uh, last but not least for our housekeeping is we're gonna offer 20% off to anybody coming into the shop on one regular priced item if you mention our podcast, that you heard this podcast and you wanna get a discount and you're maybe just visiting us for the first time or the hundredth time, doesn't matter. Just mention that you heard on our podcast that you can get 20% off at checkout and we'll be happy to give you that discount. It's on one regular priced item. So welcome, Michelle. Um, Are you getting ready for the holidays? Oh yeah, Um, yesterday I pulled out all my bins. You did? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I did. So I'm doing an inventory of, I'm sure you know what this is like, like, okay, this is my stuff that I've curated for myself. Yes, yes, yes. Is there anything I want to sell or let go Mm -hmm. and let go of this time? And that's a very hard (gasps) place to be in. So I want to get ahead of that. Yes, it is. Because you have these these connections possibly to those items. Yeah, it's really amazing. The nostalgia that a Christmas bulb or a little tchotchke has to your memories as a child or, you know, something that was very special for you. I totally, we did that a couple of weeks ago because we started our holiday setup at the store and I have a rafter in my garage and there's, you know, one side of it is full of my stuff, Mm -hmm. my, you know, in quotes, my, my vintage stuff. (laughs) And then of course stuff that's going to come into the store. And it's really interesting when you came on to the team as our sales manager you really pushed us to put the holiday christmas stuff up on like facebook marketplace all year long yeah and ironically we did sell quite a few pieces um you know people are collecting all year long and looking for specific things that Mm -hmm. to add to their collection and can you give us an example maybe something that was like you, you sold i know well, little like little uh, flocked Santas tend to do really well okay. online because those offer a lot of nostalgia. Because you know, just the, I I feel like old school Santas always like you know really kind of warm someone's heart when yeah. they see that. So still the original kind of little flocked Santas, Santa ornaments, Christmas trees, ceramic trees are a big thing online. They're a big deal right now. And. People have sort of gobbled them up. They're really hard to find. And yeah. so that's kind of increased the, the allure. And the value, of course. The value, so. so if you're out picking and you're a picker and you're listening to this, you know, keeping an eye out for those, that's obviously important. Yeah. And one of the things that's pretty cool, I know when I first started, one of my favorite memories was you were you were like, well, okay, let's here's the operations center. And I have like 10 ceramic trees. Can you oh, I remember that. put bulbs in these trees and, and fix the trees? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, this is such a fantasy job. Like, now <laughs> I'm literally standing in front of 10 ceramic trees, and I get to put the bulbs in them and make yes. sure that the lights all work and repair anything on them. And so one of the little tips and tricks maybe we could share is that you can go on Etsy and Amazon and people now actually hand make those little bulbs bulbs and stuff. So um, that's where we sourced some of them because a lot of them that you'll find in the wild are missing some things. Yeah, or a little bit broken like the little bulbs that are like little plastic. They look like little, uh, you know, light bulb ornaments. Yeah, 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 just like (laughs) the little lights on your tree, but they're, you know, just kind of uh, plastic ones. Yeah. I just remember that day being like, oh. This is the best job ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. With your little tweezers. Literally, like, yeah. Literally and in like, Santa's workshop. And they flew. Uh, I mean, gone yeah, yeah. so fast. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that that 
if you're out in the wild and you're, you know, maybe hitting a thrift store or you hit an estate sale or you, you're, you know, driving by a garage sale and you see even just the base of one, because sometimes they get knocked over and broken right. and, the, and the person has the original base, grab it because you never know. Sometimes you'll find the, you know, the top and you don't have the base. Yeah. So matching those up, I remember always keeping an eye out even just for the base of those right. and making sure that they work um, and put the bulb in there and you can light it up. And it's an, I remember my grandmother had one. Instead of putting up a full tree, she just had her ceramic tree on her little credenza. And I remember as a kid, you know, little, I was a little girl, and I'd go to her house in North Park, and she would have her little tree, and then all her little nativity. And I would play with all the little, you know, um, sheep, and Mm -hmm. the little donkey, and I would play, you know, with these, she did not like that. I would have to do it when she was like (laughs) cooking or something, because she'd come in and get upset, upset and you know, yell at me in German, don't touch her stuff she did not like her stuff touched but uh, that was one of my favorite things as a kid is you know going to grandma's if it was during christmas oma omi she's german um and playing with her little nativity set and you know just remember that in your psyche you know those are those happy memories yeah yeah okay so let's do a little fun facts for vintage fanatics you remember we Mm. always do this this little um, I was preparing, wondering what you were going to start well, me with. <laughs> I think, you know, because Michelle and I have become friends, and we, I think it seems like almost every single day, we talk about blow molds. <laughs> I, I get, blow molds are like it's such a, a top, topic. They really is. It's so crazy. And last year, I bought a bunch of blow molds up at the Long Beach Antique uh, Show, and I have some of those left. So, you know, we brought them out. They were up in my rafters. They, you know, they're every one I brought out, I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Like, we have one that's a big Santa. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a big Santa, and it has these blue, the blue eyes, eyes, and he's. I don't want to say creepy. He is a little creepy, but he's so like, you want to hug him because he's just like this happy, it's a piece of plastic, but it's just like, oh my, and it's, and it's big. It's like a child size. It's a big Mm -hmm. blow mold. He's watching you. He's watching you. Always always watching watching you. So he, if you are in the store, he kind of, it's like Mrs. Hathaway, the mannequin that we have in the store. You always feel like his little blue eyes are watching. watching Are you being naughty? Are you being nice? (laughs) So So the blow molds, uh, you know, were, I thought, okay, we've got to do a trivia question around blow molds. And I'm assuming you probably know the answer to this, but we'll talk a little bit about it. So the question was, when did blow molds first come out? So, okay. What do you know? Let's Don see. Featherstone in the 50s. and this was, they 1957. Popular, 1957. I have that here. He started with the uh, famous flamingo, pink flamingos okay. in the front yard. Okay, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, Don Featherstone was an artist, and so that's where kind of that trend where, especially in Southern California, and people uh-huh. still, I have pink flamingos I love in my them. yard. Yeah. So, um, and his were usually signed. Okay. Um, and of course, they kind of deteriorate pretty quickly because they're in the, in sun. the direct sun. Yeah. But they still make them today. They're just not the original design, but they withstand the elements a little better. Yeah. So in 57, he did that. And then they were really popular from the 50s to like the 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of lost a little bit. They dipped off. And now you have big box retailers recreating yeah. them 
but um, I have a few for Halloween that we um, had in the store, like a scarecrow. He did Halloween yeah. ones. He um, did these pumpkins. ghosts yeah. and pumpkins, and most of them are are signed. Okay, on the so back. and they're signed by him. Yeah, and they were. Um, he worked for Union Products. Yes, and, and and that was he. So I have a note here. He graduated from art school in 1957 and went right to work for Union Products. Yeah. However. Yes. <laughs> Your answer is mostly correct. Okay. Let's just say mostly. Talk to me. Because guess what? The Hartford Empire Company actually started in 1938. Oh, okay. So the process basically comes from the idea of like glass blowing, where they mm -hmm. would uh, create a, a mold and blow the glass in it. So um, the two guys that came up with the concept was Enoch Faragrin, Faragrin, I hope I'm saying his name right. Sorry, Enoch. And William Kopicki, Kopicki, Kopicki. There you go, Enoch and William. Um, they started their blow molding machine and sold it to the Hartford Empire Company in 1938. So that's where you get those really old pumpkin pails. Yes, which yes. I have a few, and we sold a few this yes. year. Um, those are Empire products yeah was and you'll see on the back of a blow mold it it's still the really old ones have like a crown okay and then the word empire oh okay so look it. for that yeah and you know i i have to say for for halloween i was with my friend brian and we were or maybe it was david i can't remember who i was with but i was at it i just randomly went to a church rummage sale and it was funny because we had seen the signs or I had read about it and we went and ironically we were actually there the day before it was going to start and the ladies that were setting up the church were like okay sure we'll let you come in because we were like looking all pathetic and like please let us in <laughs> you know we know we're a day early yeah. but because we were like we have cash yeah you know they're there to sell and make money for their church and so I found a huge box of all these empire blow mold um pails. pails and i was like i'll take them all mm -hmm. you know granted you know you have to store them somewhere so yeah. you have to keep that in mind because they're not little they're they're bigger so if you have the space and you want to store them they're so fun they're so fun. that just made me so happy and the and the flip was good you know there was a good yeah. margin on yeah. them oh, yeah. so if you're in the business and you're listening like you have to keep in mind about your margin and also storing that item has to be valuable enough to keep it in your your you know your storage for that particular season for that holiday so you have to keep in mind like where am i going to keep this and you know if you have the space mm -hmm. um i have two friends ilsa and johnny um Gillimet. they are vintage dealers they sell primarily through etsy but they have the most amazing collection of blow molds for christmas oh, wow. i mean it is just it, it's spectacular to drive up to their house. They live in like a cul-de-sac here in San Diego. And it's just, it, it's amazing. I always love getting their invitation for their holiday party. Aww. And their whole yard is filled with, I mean, I stood yep. out front before going into the yep. holiday party last year and just took pictures of mm -hmm. all their Santas. You know, they got the Santa with the reindeer on the roof. I mean, and they, they have really good ones i mean they've been collecting for years and they of course don't want to let go of these because they they're it oh, means yeah. something to them um and that santa on the roof by the way with all the reindeer yeah. is a highly sought after one and the reason it's highly sought after is it's the one that clark griswold 
kicks. Oh my god, okay. In, in Christmas vacation. Okay. So he gets so mad at the lighting situation that he destroys it. And every time I see that scene, it breaks, it your heart. breaks <laughs> my heart. Because they go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And often you'll only find one of the deer. deer like you yeah. said, you know, you kind of want to grab pieces, pieces together. Yeah. And yeah, so, but when he's beating that thing up, I just. Think, and oh. finding something like that in the wild is one of those, oh, yeah. Were you like, oh my God, the sky parted. I felt so. If you see it and you're out in the wild, Mm -hmm. you know, I think those probably, you know, there's so few of them left that aren't been, you know, scooped up. Um, You know, if you find them in a state sale or maybe out in the Midwest somewhere Mm -hmm. where they don't have a clue really what they have anymore. Or the Uh, deviant side of me that drives around and sees them in other people's Do you actually go knock on their door? Have you ever done that? Sometimes I'll just sit outside and be like, I wonder, I wonder if I went and offered this person, you know, but I will sit outside sometimes and look at people's displays and go, oh, love that. Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm so envious. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be like, even, even if it's like the Noel candles, you yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. the large we have candles, those, and if yeah. they're in really good shape, yeah. that's kind of the thing where I'm like, I wonder. Are you a vintage stalker? Yes. <laughs> Well, maybe we should make T-shirts yeah. that say that vintage stalker. I I walked past just really random um, in our neighborhood. I was doing a walk when I first moved there, and this family had all these gainy planters uh-huh. in on their patio, For, oh. and the huge, huge, ones. huge ones. And so I just went and I said, I said, well, you have a lot of planters. You know, are you? you know, planning on keeping those. They had been moving them around and somebody was doing brickwork okay. on the porch. And he said, no, 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 but they're so heavy. I have to, you know, I have to offload them. And I bought them for $30. I bought two massive gainy planters. Which are worth yeah, five, six, hundreds, or, yeah. Hundreds. But he didn't know they were gainy planters, yeah. you know. So it's like little stuff like that. You yeah. kind of want to hold your cards yeah. close yeah. to Yeah, and best, you know, but... if they're happy with what they got... And, you know, some, oh, you ripped them off. No, I don't feel that way. You know, granted, if you're taking advantage of people, that makes sense. But I think, you know, if the person is happy and they made money and you are going to make money and it goes to a good home, it didn't go in a, it didn't go in a dumpster because that's probably what would have happened to them. Well, that's what it sounded like he was intending to do is to drop them off somewhere or, you know, in our neighborhood, people are constantly renoing homes Uh and on the sidewalk i'll see even like you know vintage tiles i'm looking for tiles that match the ones we have in our bungalow okay yeah i'm a bit of a dumpster diver yeah who isn't right (laughs) i've i've like crossed lanes of you know road to get to something that was on the side of the road oh yeah i remember picking up i don't know if i talked about this in a past episode but when i worked at the chula vista center i was a visual merchandiser and we were always looking for things to diy and you know i was in i was teaching at the fashion college and i I pull, I was pull, going, you know, to go to work to do a display or whatever. And in front of someone's house, they had put a piece of picket fence. I couldn't get that in my car fast enough. <laughs> I mean, See? and I used that piece of picket fence, I can't, uh, probably a good 15 years. Yeah. And it just was so, like, such a great, like, display piece mm-hmm. that you could use in a prop that you could use. I used it in fashion shows. Yeah. I used it in window displays. It was such a great, and it was just a wooden little picket fence just a piece yeah 
And it was, you know, you could stack, you never know. Like what someone's going to think is trash is treasure to a picker or a display person, a visual merchandiser. You better watch your little libraries because I drive around with a bunch of extra books in Uh the back of my car Uh because I'm an avid reader and I have, have tons of books, but... Occasionally, I'll find like an old Nancy Drew right. or something like that yeah. in a little library, and that you know, so I have something that I can always trade out. And oh, I so see what I, you're saying. I'm yeah, collecting your vintage books out of your little library. Oh yeah, the little si- the neighborhood library. <laughs> neighborhood yeah, library. those are so cute. Okay, so we we basically did our you know fun <laughs> facts for vintage fanatics, um, and I think blow moles are definitely a big collectible. Absolutely. They're great to put in your yard. Um, you know, I think. They're easy to maintain. You just wipe them off, put them in the front yard. They're, yeah. the, it can rain. It can snow. It doesn't matter. Um, I wouldn't leave them outside all year long because they do get sun damaged they get, over time. They get sun damaged oh, you know, and elements, crack yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. There are a few vintage stores online that will destroy them once they're super cracked because and it's it's... Like in Arizona, you have a blow mold out there, and it's so brittle you can pick it up. Yeah, and, and it just, just shatter. Cr- crunch away. So yeah. some of these videos online show them. They show them just like a, a baseball bat hitting them or whatever. And it and, just... Oh, you should see how it enrages all the blow mold. Oh, I'm sure they're like, so what are you doing? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great content creation because they get a lot of engagement I by they abusing did. blow molds, but. Yeah, it's not satisfying. So what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite blow mold? I mean, like that you have kept for Christmas or for, I know you're really into Halloween. Yeah, I'm really into Halloween, but I probably have just as many Christmas blow molds. Okay. Um, I I love seeing, like you have a great bunch of nativity, like we started out talking about. Those, I I think that's a memory of living in like the Southeast, Mm -hmm. driving by churches. Every church had their their nativity and stuff. And by the way... And don't do this, listeners. The baby Jesus always gets stolen. Baby Jesus is always stolen. And why? always missing. And, you know, it's funny because when I put the the blow molds online to sell, we have a lady coming hopefully today to buy the six-piece. So we have a Mm six-piece nativity, you know, Mary, Joseph, the baby Jesus, and then the three wise men. And I've had so many people just try to buy the baby Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you X for, you know, and it's like, uh, no, I don't want to separate because then I have this nativity set with no baby Jesus. Well, you know what the... The whole deal is with the baby Jesus. Tell us. So I did a pop-up last year at Bad Madge and for Christmas. And this woman complimented me because I set up, I had a tiny blow mold nativity. I remember scene, that. And I didn't put the baby Jesus in the nativity. nativity. Okay. Because he's not supposed to be in the nativity, right? Okay. Because... When is baby Jesus born? Okay. So you're supposed to put him in, out. out after on, like, Christmas. on Christmas. Okay. Wow, I didn't know so that. So he's supposed to be missing. Okay. So that's that's one little kind of thing. Okay. He's, he's if you like, want to do that. If you want to do it right, you present him. But for my favorite, I'd say I'm still on the hunt for Dracula. It's a Don Featherstone Dracula. Oh, wow. And is he, he really is rare? Rare. He is huge okay and amazing and a frankenstein okay um so if anybody out there listening <laughs> has one michelle is your girl if you want to feed my addiction your blow mold addiction when we walk in my husband always says like it's so weird when you walk into our garage uh-huh. because it's just like, and they're staring
staring at you or like you jump because yeah. there's, you know, a big stack of ghosts or, you know. That's so funny. Some baby Jesus is behind you on a yeah. shelf or yeah. something. So it's, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. But Christmas, I love, like you also have um, one that I have that I love is the Santa with the um, list. Okay, yes. And so we have that for sale in the store right now. Yeah. And that one is just like one of the best ones. Yeah. He's, you know. He's standard operating. Yeah. Start and, with that. Yeah. Start with that. True story. In South Park, there before I started at Bad Madge, I was walking around the neighborhood and there was a house that had that Santa oh. on the front step. And I stood there with my husband and I said, God, there's just a part of me that wants to run up there. <laughs> <laughs> don't steal people's blowholes. I don't know what it does. I don't, yeah, it's bad. And I think it's you can probably tether them down if you're worried about yes. that in your yeah. neighborhood. Have a Nest camera and tether yeah. them down with, yeah. you know, I also and... think if somebody is going to do that, they're going to do it. I kind of give up on that. But that, I, that karma. I've never had that happen, actually. That's good. I just get, you just get a lot of compliments. Yeah, people love. Yeah, out. there's a couple houses in our neighborhood that really go all out and decorate. Yeah. And, you know, there's neighborhoods in San Diego that people are known for their decorating. Mm -hmm. All the houses decorate and you can drive down them and, you know, check them out. You can put them in your window, too. Yeah, like even inside. Yeah, yeah. Inside in your apartment or whatever. In yeah. your window, yeah. Yeah. So that can be kind of your your decoration for the holidays it's easy decorating because there's no fuss it gets a lot of attention and it creates mood too. Yeah. it's lighting yeah it is and it's christmas totally is lighting. all about mood and lighting, lighting. and twinkling things and so. so speaking of christmas so you know i'm my mother was german she came from germany she was a war bride and the, you know the german traditions were very different than the American traditions in a lot of ways. And one of the traditions I grew up with is my mother would decorate the tree on Christmas Eve day. So that tree, and, and you would actually, you know, you weren't supposed to see it get put up. Right. Like, you know, maybe, I don't remember like really, I'm 56, okay, granted, I don't remember exactly how it all played out. But I remember my mom like, okay, you have to go out or we make cookies that day or whatever. She did make a lot of cookies were a big part of my growing up. Yeah. Have you come across those cookie, um, you know, making kits like, you know, it has that push and it has yeah. the different shapes and yeah. stuff. I love seeing those. Those totally yeah. take me back to my childhood. All the little sugar cookies. Yeah, the sugar cookies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was a big part of my mom and, and, and tradition. So the, the tree would go up. We would typically do a real tree because that was a big part of the German tradition. It was the Tenenbaum. We did never, we never had a tinsel tree as far as I remember as a kid because it wasn't part of my childhood, my mom's uh, uh, traditions. We had a traditional tree, a noble fir typically, and she would decorate it. And then Christmas Eve, we the family would get together and everybody would open their presents. We'd have mm -hmm. dinner, open their presents. So we had all of our present opening on Christmas Eve. And that pretty much tr it kind of continued until my parents passed away. Things are different now because you start new traditions yeah. with your family and you know, I don't have kids, so I, you know, I tend to spend it with my brother and his kids or whatever. So it's different, but I do remember that so well of like the the, the ornaments that you know my mom would put on the tree, yeah. and I still have a lot of those ornaments. I remember I even have my my grandmother's omi. It was like a little stocking with a mouse in it, like a, it was Aww. ceramic, and I think I may have made it when I was like you know seven Aww. or something like that. And I still have that ornament from you know Christmas, and that. As a child, those traditions 
really bring this, you know, it's, it's so hard to explain it, you know, pulls on your heartstrings. And those traditions, you can create your own, your new, or continue some of those and tweak them. I mean, everybody has different traditions. Um, you're Armenian and you have different yeah. traditions. Well, Christmas is all about core memories. Yes. And it, it really triggers all those core yeah. memories and stuff. And I think that being, being Armenian, we, we get to have like, Two Christmases because we have January sixth is technically Armenian Christmas. It's the Orthodox. Okay. Yeah. So um, we would always keep our tree up a little bit longer. Okay. Which, as a kid, kind of like stressed me out a little bit. Did it? Why? I don't know. I just felt like the tree had to come down, like after. Because Christmas. that's what everybody else was doing. That's what everybody else did. And I just thought, okay, well, this is this is strange. But then, of course, you get extra gifts, and that was. I was fine with that. I'm sure that, you that were. Healed that yeah. anxiety of yeah. why do we have our tree up longer than anyone else? But um, so yeah, Christmas for me, like when you're talking about German traditions, when I first met my husband, we were dating, and then his dad Heiko, he's German, sent us to Germany with his family okay. for Christmas and New Year's, and it was quite an experience for me. Yes. And the family cut down a tree in the backyard. Yep. It was enormous. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And we all dragged it inside. It was complete mayhem getting this thing to stand I up. I bet, yeah. It was, I mean, this, all the way up the staircase. It was pushed up against the ceiling. This house was quite big. <laughs> and we were all, like, you know... Repelling from the stairs to trying the to get the ornaments. That, yeah. I always picture uh, Will Ferrell in Elf yes. jumping off <laughs> the tree. tree. <laughs> it was a it was a a big leap into you know understanding different cultural yes. traditions. Yes, and we had real lights on the oh, uh, yeah. candles on yes, the trees. Yes, my mom did that too, but not. I mean, it was really when I was very young. Yeah, and then of course at some point they switched to the actual lights. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was really beautiful yes. that you would, you know, everybody would actually light the tree. Yeah. It just was special. But for one of my big core memories is we always drove to my aunt's house in Florida. Okay. And we lived in the Northeast uh, at the time. So we kind of left a colder area for a very for warm, warm area. area. Yeah. And it was a big deal that I got to swim on, on Christmas. Christmas Day, like even if it was still just a little cold, I would jump still in do the it. Pool. Yeah, okay. Um, in Florida, Christmas, especially in like the seventies and eighties, was off the chain. I mean, the decorations okay. were just as crazy as can be. And I remember when, and we drove. We were six people in a car, and I would stay up because I knew we would get there at like before midnight. Okay. And I would get to see. I, all the lights on okay. the street, and uh -huh. all these little houses lit up with the palm trees and everything. And I knew it was her house when I would see her big Santa blow mold. Oh, wow. So it was that, that iconic. And that's what did it. Calling you to grandma's house. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Those little things. And, you know, I think Christmas has become such a collect collectible, you know, thing. People really collect certain things, mm -hmm. whether it might be Santas. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of ceramic Santas and, um, like flock Santas and things yeah. in the store right now for a holiday. We set up early, of course, you know, one of my, um, mentors and, 
contemporaries, M- Melanie at Thread and Seed, we were talking about, okay, when should you set up, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in for holiday? And I think a lot of people are, there's a lot of backlash of like, oh, you're pushing Christmas too early. However, she made a really st- strong point to me that a lot of people, families, get together only on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. True. To celebrate both holidays. Because, like, my nephew is here right now from Alaska. He and his wife are visiting from Alaska. And they're only he's only here for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because all the kids are coming in for Thanksgiving. So, for Christmas, it won't be the big family. And I think having that stuff available. And also, when you're decorating, mm-hmm. you want to get your house decorated before you have your whole family in the house. Yeah. So, having access to those items early is important so that you can get your house ready. So I get the fact that, and granted, I hate the Mariah Carey uh, song. And I, if I, <laughs> I did the post. If I never hear it again, I'll be okay. the ice and coming out to uh, If contest. I never hear it again, I'll be just fine. Um, you know, for me, the, the, the fun things of decorating the Christmas, the 1940s glass mm. bulbs on the tree were a bit one of the things I loved to collect. So over time, I started collecting them. I think I probably started collecting them in my 20s. I had my own apartment, loved my apartment. It was a big apartment in South Park, hardwood floors, 19, it was built in 1918. So I had a, real, a lot of charm. And I remember one Christmas, uh, one of my best friends, Terrence, he came over and, you know, I had my real tree and I was definitely like hearkening to my parents, my, my childhood. So I had my real tree. I, you know, maybe you I won't get it. Right. I was yeah, doing it right. Doing it so even though I lived by myself, it didn't matter. Yeah. I, and that's something that you could sit and look at at night and it just warms your heart and it yeah. just brings it's this. Meditative. It really it? is. Yeah. It really is. And I had a really cute, um, orange tabby cat. Her name was cat. <laughs> And so I put this tree up. It was a pretty big tree. It was, you know, pretty tall. The ceilings were pretty tall in this apartment. And I put all these bulbs that I had been creating. I was probably at this point, maybe in my late thirties. Mm-hmm. I'd lived at that. I lived in that apartment a total of 18 years. So I was there a wow. long time. So I had a lot of Christmas stuff that I had collected. We put this big tree up. Terrence had come over to help me get it in the stand because, you know, it was a real tree. So we had to put the water in the stand and get that in the stand. It's a two-person deal. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. It's very difficult to yeah. do by yourself. So he had come over, helped me put it in the, in the stand. And, oh, Miss Coco's barking. So that's Coco, folks. Um, so we're there, and it was kind of crooked. And Terrence is like, oh, it's crooked. So he kind of tried to adjust it a little mm-hmm. bit. And we heard a little crack, like a crack. And I was still standing. Everything seemed fine. You know, it was in the in the base really right. well. Fully decorated lights. All these, I mean, and the really big glass bulbs. The yeah. vintage 1940s, 1950s. And some of them are just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably two or three in the morning. And I hear the most horrific crash mm-hmm. happen. And it was like a plane crashed in my house. <laughs> and I was like, I jumped out of bed because I thought, did someone break a window? Are they right. trying to break in? I come running out and the whole tree is laying flat in the living room. Horrifying. And the poor cat is completely traumatized because I think she tried to climb it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, she's a cat. Like, how do you tell a cat, don't touch the, you know? Yeah. And I was, I literally stood there and cried because a good portion of all my bulbs that I had collected for years were just shattered. Yes. The West German. German, Mostly West German. Yeah. yeah. Um, They were just shattered because they're so delicate anyway. And you have to be really, really careful. I mean, 
uh, pretty much every year one gets broken. Oh, because well, I always have a, a post, and it's always a broken Mer. bulb on the floor. And it, said, <laughs> it said it's beginning to look, look a like, lot like Christmas. <laughs> every year, one, no matter what, what I do. Yes. You know, and it's just like. And they're getting harder and harder to find because people have, like, scooped them up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I went to a thrift store a couple days ago, and I was looking at, you know, they have all their Christmas stuff out now. Chris, all the thrift stores have pulled all the Christmas stuff out. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm looking for the vintage, like, really yeah. good vintage ones. They're very, they're getting harder and harder to find. I still do have, you know, I've kind of rebuilt my collection over time since the, you know, the, the tree debacle. The event we But I remember standing yeah. there crying and being so heartbroken. And, you know, there's water and, you know, a tree. Shards you know, tree, uh, yeah. what do you call it? The... The, the spines. That what do you call it? You know what I'm talking. Needles. Ne- the needles. Uh, Brian, our um, thank you, Brian. <laughs> producer is here giving us the the word. The needles. So this, and I just was like, oh man. I think I, if I remember correctly, I just was like, oh f it. I'm going back to bed. I, I think I just went back to bed. The cat was traumatized. You know, I w- and I figured I'll just deal with it in the morning. You know, mm. what are you going to do? You can't do anything about it now. Right. But yeah, over time I've re re sort of built my collection. And the la- last Christmas when I brought out the box of you know my holiday decorations because I was going to put up my, uh, I do now have an aluminum Christmas tree. Yeah, which I find is very harkened to the fifties. Mm-hmm. It's really you know, and it's so funny because I have photos of my parents' house. I live in my parents' house, the house I grew up in. And they had, you know, their decor, and it's like there was never an aluminum Christmas tree. No, there was always we never the, had, yeah. yeah. But you know, I think I you see them in family photos from the fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. and they're just and the and those wheels. So yeah. even the the, the color, color wheel, wheel is re- they're hard they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Like the vintage ones are hard to find. You can buy new ones. They look vintage. Yeah. They're retro. Um, you can buy the new ones because you do need that color because they don't have lights on them. Right. I do have a, an aluminum tree. We've put it in the store before. This year we decided not to because it's a little wonky. It yeah. has it has a, a a tendency to almost fall over and like with the number of people coming in into the store, it's a, there, it's there's a risk factor. Yeah. And I don't want to repeat that that whole thing yeah, that falling would be over, unreal. especially with pieces <laughs> Probably, that I'm going to yeah. try to sell. You know, that's profit. But you know, it's like okay, and it does take up quite a bit of space. Yeah. The one I have is yeah. a big one. It's yeah. a bigger one. You can find different sizes, and they're they're not cheap. They're no. you know they're expensive to buy. Um, if you can find one, um, I did find one a few years ago. I was working with Terrence again and Michael, and they were doing an estate. They were their decorators, and they had a client that was clearing out their entire house. And I think I spent almost two weeks with them going through this house. And up in the garage, in one of the rafters, I found a box that was an original aluminum Christmas it's tree. It's always in the rafters. In and it the... was in the original box. Wow. And I, it looked like it had hardly been used. Yeah. And I, I almost started crying. I was so excited. Yeah. And they even had the color wheel and like the whole thing. They're like, yeah, take it. I was like, I mean, I bought it, but you know, it was like, that was, and that thing was gone. I posted it. It was gone in an hour. I mean, it was gone so fast because people are looking for them and they're hard to find. So if you see them out there, get them. You guys did a regular tree tree, right? No, I have three. (laughs) Oh, you have three. (laughs) I have a little one. I have three. 
three. So when I go to visit my family in Texas okay. for Christmas, I have an all year round search on aluminum trees. Do you really? And so when I go visit them at whatever time of year it is. Okay. Um, You're always I'm looking. Always looking. And some of those older houses have them and I've been able to find quite a few of them. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, they're, they're for me. Yeah, and you keep them. I used to have, you know, a regular tree, a live tree. But um, I love now, because we live in a 1950 bungalow, I like to have the holiday decor match yeah, the bungalow. Yeah, me too, yes. So I love that little atomic vibe. Yeah, it's very the, atomic, mm -hmm. very atomic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then other things that I think about as my childhood, um, and we were talking about before we started our podcast today, is about like entertaining and having the mm -hmm. family over. Um, my mom had beautiful dishes. And you see those a lot at an estate sale, like the last day, the last few things that are left over are like the china. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I get it. Like, I get it's a lot of space. It's, you know, you, you have a particular pattern. I kept my mother's. Yeah. And I do use them. And recently I had a barbecue. And I was like, we're using the nice china. Who cares? Why not? Like, it's, you know. It tastes better on nice. And it's pretty. Yeah. And I can wash it. And it's not a waste. You're not throwing stuff into the trash, like paper plates and stuff. Yeah. And you're using it and you feel a little connection to that. I get like the fact that a lot of people don't have the space mm -hmm. for, you know, a big set of China. I mean, it was a different time. People would get, you know, their set of China when they got married. Right. And it was like a part of the, you know, the, the gift that a family maybe got when they were getting married and starting their own family. And that China was really for special occasions. I don't get that. Like, why not just use it? Like use it in your day instead yeah. of buying something on at Walmart. Right. Go to a, an estate sale. Go to a, a, somewhere a thrift store and buy a nice set of china. Yeah. If, if you break it, oh well. Like right. you're not gonna. It, it it's has and it's made so much better. It's made better. Yeah. yeah. You can test it if you're worried about like uh, lead. There's lead testing kits. You can get it on Amazon or whatever. You can test it, make sure it doesn't have any lead, which you don't want to use if it has lead. And there's obviously, you know, things to consider with kids and stuff. But I think use it and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And there is, I think it's replacements.com. Com, Re or you Replacements can... Limited, I think. Is, is that what it is? LTD. Yeah. Replacements LTD is the website. If you want to replace something. Yeah. I have yeah. my daily dish set is from the 80s. Mm -hmm. And it's a colorful. I love that dish set. Oh, I love it so really much. Ideal. It's a colorful. It's it's a rainbow. Yeah, there's a Michelle right in front of pointing, me. <laughs> pointing to my sugar bowl. And it's so funny that you would point to that because my really good friend Shauna came like six months ago and visited from Wisconsin. And... I'm really hard to shop for. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to think of a nice gift to give me for visiting and staying with me. She got, because I told her how sad I was that I broke the top to the sugar bowl. Oh. And so she found it on this replacements LTD yep. and was able to find me one. And Aww. I was like, I was so thrilled. excited yeah. and thrilled. I was, and that was so special. That she went out of her way yeah. to find something that she knew I was going to like. And to me, vintage does that. Like, yeah. if you know the person collects a particular thing or, you know, you know that they're going to use it. To me, vintage has this way of, like, bringing you back the nostalgia of that time period. But it also is very usable. Yeah. And you're not 
having something new made from you know it's it it's definitely has a different vibe to it yeah there's a there's a personality behind it and you're giving it to someone and you're it's almost like a respecting an object yes and exactly it really is is touching like you said just a sugar bowl you know but it, it really needed to be with you yes it did and, and i and i <laughs> literally use it every day yeah i literally use it every day so and i would steal it yeah it so but. if you want to come by and see you know bad manage we're decorating for the holidays we got kind of a start and then we're going to add some more things as we go through into the holidays um come by and see us in south park we're located in san diego we would love to see you again don't forget if you come in and you buy something you mention that you listen to us on the podcast get 20 percent off um and we're hope, hoping you'll come and see us for the holidays if you're in visiting or live here so thank you everybody for uh joining us for our ninth episode of vintage picking with bought bad match and we hope that you'll you know subscribe and tell your friends yeah. we appreciate that it's really uh, one of the ways that we can get this podcast out to people we do a new episode every month we have a different uh, special guest uh, guest star and um, Michelle you want to share your Instagram like how people can find you yeah, sure I'm um, at mid-century Mishi and it's mid-century M-I-C-H-I on Instagram and uh, yeah just you can also see me flipping bad Madge stuff on my page yeah. and bad Madge on mine so yeah we kind of tag team yeah. stuff so if you um if you would subscribe that would be great oh and you know what i almost forgot is we're having our holiday party oh yeah i didn't yeah, i can't yeah. believe i forgot that yeah. so bad match is having their our holiday party on the ninth it's a saturday and it's from five to seven just come by and see us have us come on yeah come and have a cocktail with us and have a little snack and we just you know we're going to celebrate the holidays with our favorite customers and our team we have a great team great customer service we're here to help you so we hope that if you have a comment or you have a question or you want to suggest something to us please let us know you can send us an uh, email or comments to bad madge it's b-a-d m-a-d-g-e podcast at gmail.com and again i'm tanya mcinear i'm the owner of bad madge and we love that you're following us don't forget to hit that subscribe and like comments uh to our posts and share with your friends we want to get the show more uh discovered by other people it's growing already so thank you for listening to our podcast and we'll see you in december bye everybody happy holidays happy holidays